Welcome to ContenderCast, a leadership conversation centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. It's Justin Hahnemann on the ContenderCast. We're shining a light on bright ideas. Today, you guys are going to get part two with Lee Isaacson, but it's been like two years since Lee has been on the podcast. And so I am so excited. Uh, we're talking dogs and cats today, literally. And you guys that have pets are and are, are single and have pets are going to really love this podcast. Lee, it's so good to have you back on the podcast. Thank you so much. So happy to be back. It's great. And you know, I, I, I'm on Zoom with Lee. This is so fun. It's way better than the phone. So it's fun. I can actually see you. And that's anyway, um, it's great. Um, so for those that don't know Lee and dig the dog person's dating app, you've got to go back <laughs> almost two years since we were last together. Uh, June 22nd, 2018. My gosh, time flies. Um, but you can uh, go back and listen to that episode if you want to hear all about how they started that Um app and i'm excited because you're going to get an update on where it is today and then we're going to talk about a whole nother app that they've created for cat lovers and uh, that one is called tabby (laughs) the cat person's dating app so um we're going to dive into all that today and you guys are going to love it so all right lee talk to us about dig how it's gone because i think at the time it just launched you know how it's gone where are you today and what's what's happened over the last two years Man, yeah. Last time we talked, uh, Dig had pretty much just launched and we had only been on iPhones. And what we were doing was going city by city across the country to get the word out to dog lovers that this is the way to meet other dog people who care about your dog as much as you do, right? Or find someone to get a dog with in the future together, which was huge. We learned um, over time that uh, different cities have different levels of dog friendliness. So, you know, when we launched in Boston, which is right about when we were talking to you, we found that there was a lot of people who were dog lovers who didn't have a dog because of dog friendly housing opportunities for uh, single bedroom and and studios. So just learning along the way what really the, the culture of dog friendliness among singles meant City by city. I mean, truly, my sister and I launched this together. We were on the ground. I, you know, we called it Arm Day when we were putting out our <laughs> our remember. events. It was truly my sister and I carrying the tables around. You know, and uh, we launched Android about a year after, uh, and then we started opening it up nationwide. Uh, and so it has just been growing from the ground up. Um, one of the things that's that's very different. Again, it's open to everyone, but we found that we really ended up being a hub of pet influence in every city we went to. And there's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> yeah, <that>. got to <laughs> unpack that. So, how did you know that? And like, what were the signs that that you guys were becoming this hub? Like, what were the obvious signs? We were on the ground, right? Like we were literally uh, working with people as much as we possibly could face to face everywhere we went. And we were realizing that the vets we were working with were never meeting the groomers we were working with, who were never meeting the mom and pop, you know, jerky out of their, you know, garage, uh, you know, dog treat company, who was never meeting the person who was going to end up selling it out of, you know, Pet Supplies Plus. Um, and so when we throw these events, we were we were connecting pet people in so many ways, right? We were connecting the dog lovers who are single and wanted to find each other. But people used the opportunity to talk about dogs and love 
in more of a general way to wow. connect that's, in more yeah. ways. And so that is, you know, what I'm definitely most proud of so far. So how did the first couple markets go? Um, I think when we talked before, I looked back through my notes, you guys were just starting in like one or two markets. And then how did you decide, you know, how, how to launch there and then where to go next? Yeah. So entrepreneurs will tell you that, you know, <laughs> great plan, throw it away. Right, <laughs> like good to have, important to have. But, um, you know, some of it was led by our users and some of it was um, determined by us. Very quickly, we partnered up with WeWork. So we were having these events at WeWork locations. That's a great idea. Um, since they're yes, everywhere. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, well, they're dog friendly and they want to be known as the dog friendly workplace, you know, and they've the importantly for us on a logistics side for a small team, we could have very similar events everywhere we went. They had the beer on tap. They've got the main room where you could hold people. People knew where it was. They had the desks there that we could then set up and have our events where we had dog businesses come set up on those desks already. So it made it very easy for my team of two, my sister and I, to actually go city to city working with the same overall company, but really dive deep and make sure it was personalized for each city we went to. So uh, it was semi-tailored by our partners, semi-tailored by um, the search for a dig. You know, we we got a lot of national press. And so we would see, hey, we haven't even gone to Dallas yet. Why is it our top third city suddenly? And then we'd either follow up with the event and then bring on, um, you know, one thing we didn't talk about yet was brand ambassadors. Uh, we had so many people reaching out saying, how can I help? I want to meet my person using, using Dig. the app. Wow. But there's no one here yet. And I get it. And you're new. And, you know, dog people are wonderful. So, of course, <laughs> we just they're offering to help. And so we, we put together this program where, hey, we're trying to throw events. Help us prepare. Throw your own event. Here's how to sure. do it. Here's media training. I had some users going on news in cities across the country representing us when we couldn't wow. be there. Oh, that's really uh, and cool. So, yeah, just like tapping into the awesome enthusiasm that people had for Dig and really using that in order to grow. Okay, so talk about how the platform has evolved. So you know, you were talking about markets, but how did you evolve the kind of the 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 ins and outs of the capability that you were providing, and like how has that migrated? I'll call it as people have asked for new and different things. Oh yeah, everyone wants the features <laughs> that you know. My dog's hypoallergenic. I don't want to oh search God. for anyone who's allergic, and couldn't agree with you more, right? Like there's, there's. It's only a good thing that you're getting people writing in telling you how to, you know. I love it as is, but could you right. add this? Because they're bought in at that point, though. I mean, oh yeah, they're providing yeah. feedback. You know, um, a lot of that takes money, and a lot of that takes time. Um, What's uh, I know you didn't ask this, but during COVID, we haven't been able to do our events. And so we were actually finally able to sit down and say, here's our you know year and a half worth of feedback we've gotten from people. We've made small adjustments. Let's take this time, redesign, incorporate the features we know people really want, highlight the pet businesses in different ways with deals. Uh, all these sorts of things within the app. And so uh, just uh, actually last week, we were approved for the new um, release. And so we are just fine tuning a few items and a complete um, redesign with all new features and stuff is coming out. Uh, should be next week. Uh, you know, depending on when this podcast comes out, yep, but also, right. you know, the, the Apple and Google gods <laughs> as they were, that, that right. might change. But um Really cool things. We've got the the digital dog park coming out. Wow, so, uh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, How does so that just work? like 
um, people really wanted to meet each other uh, in not just the normal way of dating. So it's it's almost like a social feed within the app. So, uh, you know, uh, if you're not looking to date a girl, but you want to just meet other girlfriends nearby talking about dogs, switching uh, dog photos and such, this is kind of a way to see who else is on the platform and interact. That's pretty cool. That's actually really cool. And you're right. I, you know, I hadn't planned to ask about COVID, but I mean, you're, I bet the dating scene has been a major challenge like for the last couple of months. I mean, I, you know, nobody could go out or anything. I mean, so anyway. Yeah. So yes and no. Um, (laughs) Everyone is sitting at home with their their dog on their phone. (laughs) Right. So like if you're a dating app for dog lovers, like you're doing pretty well. Yeah. We're seeing just huge engagement. Uh, People want to get out for sure. And I think this is going to change. And I can't stress enough that we push safety over anything. You don't have a dating app if you don't have a healthy community, right? So I'm not telling you to take that next step that we always normally do. You know, we say the dogs can't meet each other on the app, go out, bring your dog, meet each other, but not if it's not safe, not unless you have those serious conversations up front of what does a safe date look like for me and you in where we live in the time that's going on, having those conversations up front. But yeah, so during COVID, we, we've heard from more and more people, we just need new ways to connect. We're sick of Zoom. We don't necessarily love FaceTiming as a first date. You know, some people are really loving it. And we'll probably, yeah, I mean, it, 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 you know, works for some, but uh, just trying to work within the times, give people what they've always wanted that fit in with a safe way of actually making and building those relationships. That's great. And so, um, you know, as we, everyone's coming out of this, getting back to quote unquote new normal, like what, where do you see the app going and kind of the business growing in the next six to 12 months? Yeah, I think people are getting antsy, right? I think people do want to get out. So, you know, reinventing the way that we did our events and giving people that opportunity to safely connect. Um, You know, the pet industry is fascinating right now. It is totally booming. Yeah, Yeah. totally booming. But, uh, you know, one of my favorite places in the entire world now is this place in Kansas City called the Bar K Dog Bar. And they're they're opening up all over. And it's a new way of thinking about a dog park. It's got restaurant and a bar and a stage and uh, a works, a co-working space. And the dog park itself has an agility section, a puppy section. Right. And so working within how um, dog friendliness is changing and these dog businesses are thinking of new ways of connecting during COVID, we can tap into that because we have those relationships with people already. Because we've been on the ground, right? So I think over time, uh, you know, making sure people are safe, really interacting with the dog businesses in the best way. Um, that's how we see, you know, pet ownership is only going to continue to grow. It's it's absolutely booming, like you said. And, um, you know, when everything else gets cut, you're not cutting, beating your dog, right? You're not cutting <laughs> no, your, that sort of thing. So and so, true. you know, you know, it was, it's definitely worrisome. And we're, we're of course, focused 100% on on safety. But if there's unique ways that people can connect around the dog, you know, we say like stay two leash lengths apart if you're going <laughs> to go on a date together. <laughs> right? Like, that's there are things like, like That's your social distancing? Wow. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> that's kind of funny. Um, that's very cool. Uh, and you guys have to check that out. Um, before we jump off of that, where, where do our um, listeners find the Dig app and, and you on that? And then we'll jump into Tabby. Oh, yeah. So Dig is available on the iPhone um, on App Store and Android, uh, Google Play. Uh, you can go to digdates.com. And as part of our new, new update, you'll be, able, 
Yeah, you'll be able it. to actually use Dig on the website too. So if oh, you're cool. you know, at home you, and you're on your phone and you want to switch over to a, a bigger screen, you'll be able to do that very soon. <laughs> bigger picture, yeah. I like yep. that. <laughs> All right, so um, how did the idea... So, I, I mean, I'm guessing it's like, hey, we already did something for dogs, we should do something for cats. But is, like, is it that simple? Or like, where did this idea come from for Tabby? <laughs> <laughs> Almost every person we've ever talked to when we talked about Dig was, what about cats? What about right? cats, right? Actually, I should, I should take that back. Some people said, what about horses? When pe- some people horses. said, what about birds? <laughs> right. But I will say, most people said, okay, well, what about cat people? And uh, it was not only common feedback we heard all the time, but the, the way we heard it was... Dog people want to meet each other. Cat people need to meet each other. They <laughs> don't have the infrastructure in place to bring your cat. And, right. you know, are you a cat person? It's not as op- out in the open. Um, you know, you're not bringing your cat to a restaurant. And, you know, some people are on leashes and things now, and that's changing. And that is part of it. The, the cat friendliness of the world is changing as well. Um, but it just seemed like such a a different type of urge from cat people. And then we started hearing, especially in these these, um, studies coming out, that it's harder to actually date, especially if you're a cat guy. Uh, You know, just stigma and bias around not being as masculine. And so, you know, not only did they feel like, you know, the world is run by dog people and they couldn't shine, but if they did try to show that they were a cat person, that they were kind of getting penalized for it in general dating apps. So I, um, you know, in doing my homework for <laughs> the conversation today, I, I read this um, statistic and I I have no idea where you got this, but um, a recent study found that women tend to swipe left on men pictured with cats, by the way. For those that don't know what that means, swiping left is not good. Um, in fact, 14% of the women's survey said they would never date a man who owned a kitty. The study showed that men holding cats were viewed as less masculine, more neurotic, and less dateable. I think that's crazy. Really? <laughs> I'm glad you think that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a Colorado I, State study that came out almost about a week before we launched. It was just great timing for us. But uh, yeah, the, that guys so have been funny. hearing that for a long time. That's so funny. Um, you're doing with this with two partners, uh, Nathan Kahn, who you call the cat lady, and Sterling Davis, the trap king. And I had also a blast like figuring out you know who they are, what they do, and whatnot. But talk about that and how that that, that even got started from a partnership perspective. Yeah, we are not trying to hide that my sister and I are dog people, have always been dog people, right? <laughs> right. We knew the need, we knew the business, we knew the the technology behind getting involved in the cat world, but we never wanted to pretend that we understood cat people as well as we understood dog people. So before even pouncing on this idea, I got to work <laughs> on my cat really plan. funny. <laughs> but we knew from the start, you know, this was not going to work unless we had true dedicated cat people. And because of all the things we just talked about, we figured it really had to be the cat guys. You know, we needed cat guys to be the face of Tabby to say, we're on it. We're getting the chicks. It's not a big deal. <laughs> you know, one thing that Sterling Davis says all the time is you don't lose cool points for compassion. Wow. That's, that's kind of cool. Like That's that. awesome. If you think about it, if you're an animal lover, that should say so much about you. Not, oh, you don't like one animal or another animal. It should you know, be a great thing, especially if you're looking for long-term compatibility and looking for a dad in the future or you know, whatever it may be. So Nathan and Sterling are, are 
first of all, great friends already, which was a huge, huge bonus, but um, very, very different. Nathan, uh, Nathan Khan is known as Nathan, the cat lady on Instagram and TikTok. He's got about half a million followers with him, (laughs) him and his four cats. Oh yeah. yeah. He's, um, uh, you know, he's an actor uh, out in LA and he's, hilarious and you know he already does these things at wind down wednesday where he does this live thing and ladies ask him to marry him all the time and i mean if you're looking for like a guy proud of owning cats, <laughs> His cats. wanting to date <laughs> wanting to find simon to meet you know you know this is him his house wow. is decked out so the cats are happy there's like a cat castle on one corner and cat shelves on another corner and they're jumping around um he he's great at that uh Sterling is fascinating. Sterling's out of Atlanta and he runs a nonprofit. Yeah. He runs a nonprofit for um, trap, neuter and return. Uh, He lives out of his van and he's dedicated his whole life to, um, you know, saving these cats and um, safely returning them to their colonies, which is um, what he says, the most humane way of, of controlling the population, but not euthanizing them. Um, And he is so compassionate, so dedicated to the cause and, and imagine if he were to try to date and find someone who didn't love cat, right? Like <laughs> that that, challenge. <laughs> he's like a perfect example of like, there's not a chance. I mean, this is his no. true love his passion and, and what he, what he's dedicated to. And so they've just been unbelievable at getting the word out and letting a oh, cat people awesome. know that this is where you got to go. So I think the app just launched or it's about to launch like around right now. And you were trying to uh, time it with, was it, Cat National Cat Day, International Cat Day. Yeah, so that- this week we just launched. Uh, we launched on International Cat Day, which was perfect. Um, and uh, you know that's like a national holiday. I we didn't create no it. Idea. People already. I- yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Those holidays are. Catastrophe. Yeah. Oh, very nice. Catastrophe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, (laughs) so it launched. How's it going? Like, how is it similar to different? You know, how does it map to what you did with Dig? Yeah. Well, as entrepreneurs, obviously, we've taken what we've learned since we've launched Dig, and Tabby got uh, the benefit of that. And so, you know, in our first few days, we've had more Tabby downloads than I think the first five months of Dig. Wow! It has been an explosion. Wow, that's great. Um, Okay, so what are the keys to getting that rolled out? Is it is it you know, from a time commitment perspective, is it challenging as the entrepreneur to now have another stream, I'll call it another product, or is it like not a big deal? Hey, this is, you know, we already did this. So we, we've kind of solved it one time and now it's just, it, it's a different level of challenge. Do you know what I'm saying? Like putting on your entrepreneur tat for a minute. Totally hear you. And it is super challenging from a time perspective. <laughs> I am not going to pretend that at all. It is certainly two different types of businesses, two different types of people. You know, we're working with press and ads on one. We're working with mostly influencers and and new employees and spokespeople on the other. I mean, it, it's a totally different world, but um, we have this wonderful basis that we've built our relationships up in both the, the pet and dating world to make this work. Um, and so it's definitely different and it's a lot and it's a, it's a lot of time, but Unlike Dig, we immediately see the benefits of all the things we learned, right? So we were able to launch Tabby because we won the million dollar dating project, which was based on, you know, our relationships in the in the dating space. They had heard us speak at different dating conferences and we worked with these 
these developers who put on this contest. And so, uh, you know, just having from a basis, not having to worry about every single dollar on on terms of features and things you can do. I mean, uh, one thing I'm so proud of is we have a human content moderation team. So, you know, the, yeah, <laughs> it is great, remarkable. Right? I mean, yeah. I mean, it's sad that you have to put it that way. And yeah. honestly, the more I say human content moderation team, it sounds like a bot, right? It's like, oh, right. yeah, they're called the humans. <laughs> uh, right. But it's so unusual in the dating space that it, it's getting uh, it's taking a little time for people to get used to because it takes longer for your photos to get approved and then seen. Right. But the, we've heard for two, three years now on dig like. I loved it, but I came across this guy and his second picture was, you know, inappropriate photo and uh, they have to report it. And, you know, everything we did on the back end from AI trying to take things down and different, um, you know, technology that can help and people reporting, people still get around it. And so it really, we, we came to the point where we wanted to launch Tabby with humans wow. behind it from the start. And That's so, cool. uh, yeah, yeah. And so those type of things is completely different from how we launched Dig, but it's all based on what we've learned. That's great. Um, you know, on the first podcast I asked you at the end would have been like one or two of the biggest lessons learned you'd share with other entrepreneurs. You, you know, here we are two years later. Um, you've, you've probably got some good lessons learned from that and then are applying those now. Um, what would be that answer today, you know, and you think about other entrepreneurs out there listening, some starting their own business, some wanting to be wishing they had come up with something like what you have. Um, what would be some of your advice? I would love to know what I said two years ago. <laughs> I don't have to go back. I can send you the MP3. I agree with that. Yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> Send over the cassette. <laughs> yeah. Cassette. Two years ago. Uh, no. I, okay. So uh, I really strongly believe this, but um, you know, you don't have to do it all yourself. And uh, a huge piece of that doesn't have to, you know, money is such a huge constraint and, and will be for a long time. Um, but trying to do it all yourself is more damaging than spending, you know, more money on something and, and learning the hard way. Uh, you know, if I'm going to try to do it all myself, I'm not doing any one thing well. Um, and one thing for me in particular yeah, and it's so hard. You know, there's not really a right answer to that, right? Because you have to, you you have a limit on money, you have a limit on who you can bring on. But there's so many resources out there from accelerator programs to um, interns to people wanting to dabble and you know, maybe you can trade. I did a I did a ton of trades where I helped people. I wrote their press releases, they came on and they cleaned up some code or a bug or, you know, individual things. So um, this is kind of a maybe two in one, but taking a really good inventory of what you're good at, um, figuring how you can help other people. So that way you don't have to do it all for yourself. Maybe they can help you and you're not just begging for help, right? You can actually offer a trade. With you and your sister, did you guys find that you, I think we did talk about this now, you know, now remembering that there were some things you were really best at and then she was best at. How did you guys divide up some of the things like that? <laughs> we like to say, uh, <laughs> she makes things look good. I make things sound good. There you go. Right. That's right. <laughs> I remember we talked about that on the first yeah. podcast, how you guys break that up or think about it. Yeah. yeah. Over time, we figured out definitely how to uh, how that really looks in terms of deliverables. Um, but it ended up being, you know, she's on the ground, everything you see from ads to um, my, our deck, our marketing decks, our investment decks to the actual screens of the app itself was her. Now she had to pick up skills she didn't know because of that. Okay, well, she's in charge of ads. Well, now she really has to do a deep dive look at to how do Google ads work, you know, AdWords work. 
um, and maybe that wasn't her skill set at the beginning, that's where you bring in the accelerator. We're, we're training ourselves where she's in charge of either finding that person we're going to you know, uh, outsource to or bring on board regarding that. And so over time, we really had to work that out. That's awesome. I love that. Well, um, and such great advice, um, you know, for partners out there that are starting a business, or you know, if you're family members starting a business with you, I mean, you got to figure out, I think, what you're best at and what your strengths are, and then focus on those and and figure out how to to leverage each other's in the best way. Um, uh, <laughs> I was laughing here. You can see me smiling on Zoom. That's just, that's the funniest thing about having video, right? So, um, tabbydates.com. You guys got, if nothing else, you got to just go look at the website. The um, picture of this cat like is hilarious. Um, great, creative, by the way. Um, and then, of course, digdates.com. And I like that you guys use the same font. Very consistent and all that. Looks nice. Thank you. I do have to say something because oh, Tabby, we've only been around about a week, but we are creeping up towards 75% women. Ooh. Which is super unusual for a dating app. And, you know, most you dating apps are, are men. I've never, you know, in the dating world, they're like, oh, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. I'm like, yeah, except for all the women who are sitting there waiting, waiting. which is. Super oh my God, a guy unusual. has joined. A guy has joined. I know, I know. <laughs> right? It's getting ripped apart. That's so uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think it all comes Claude. down to that. Like, it's been so hard for guys to say, yes, I'm a cat dude, right? And so we knew know, that this was going to be a that. possible issue. But as soon we thought as soon as guys heard that there were a lot of ladies waiting for them, right. that it wouldn't be a problem. A so just dudes. wanted to make sure that was out there that, you know, if you jump on, there's a high likelihood that you're going to do pretty well. <laughs> I love that. All right. So, um, Lee, this has been so fun. And I'm super excited for you guys. Um and for the dog dudes out there, or the cat dudes out there, sorry, you guys have got to check out Tabby. And um, Lee, I ha- can't wait to have you back on. Uh, I'm sure this is going to be going somewhere exciting, especially in the next year or so. So we'll get you back for a round three. How's that sound? Oh, I love it. All Thank right. you. Thanks. The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck. You can download additional Contender Cast episodes directly via the Apple iTunes App Store the Google Play Store, Spotify, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the ContenderCast, connect with us at contenderbrands.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender. Contender.